We can just start recording like this and see what happens. Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Here we go. Uh, okay, so, topic. <laughs> I, had a, I had an interesting job interview. Uh, I got flown out to Washington, D.C. Um, and, uh, and so I got flown out from the West Coast to Washington, D.C. I got into this condo they put me up in probably at, I don't know, 9 p.m. or something the, the night before the interview. My interview's at 8 a.m. But to get there, I have I get shuttled to it. But to get there, I have to be out on the curb at like 6.30 in the morning, which means I got to get up maybe, you know, 5.30, 5.45, something like that. But my time, that's like 2.30 in the morning. Right. 2.45. So I feel like they're... I mean, it was really nice that they flew me out there and all that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, looking a gift horse in the mouth or anything, but, uh, but that probably could have been a little better coordinated somehow. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the interview was really interesting because it was this three-part interview and it was government, so it was very structured to be impartial and whatever. And uh, and the first part was uh, was written. And so you're given this prompt, and then you have to write basically a, like a memo. Essay. Yeah, yeah, an essay, an essay, <laughs> an, a memo or an essay or an essay. Uh, and uh, and you have an hour to do that, and then you have a little like you know, sit down, uh, just time. Do you discuss the memo with them? Well, no, no, you never discuss that. Well, you discuss the same topic at a later point, but you don't talk about the memo or, oh, okay. or do any sort of explanation. Right, no, right. They're like these completely distinct parts of the interview. But the second part was a group interview. So there were my, myself and four other people interviewing for this position. And then we all go in and we have this group exercise in relation to the same topic we wrote a memo about. Um, and it was... It was actually kind of cool because uh, because it's not competitive necessarily. Like you're not competing with the other people for that one position. It's possible that you all would get hired. Right. But it was interesting to observe how people work in a group dynamic, especially when they're ju being judged on how they work on in a right, group dynamic. Right, right, right. So like. You know, there there was sort of this recurring thing, like where where it would be like, okay, wait, wait, we have to sort of define our parameters here of this project that we're working on, and we have to give this presentation, you know, in in 25 minutes or something like that on on this topic, and then person X would always sort of bring it back to be like, but my point, my point, my point, you know, and it's like, okay, we've got your point, it's been lodged. But it's really not relative to the points of the four other people, you know, that have that have been brought up. Like, and so there was this kind of sense of people performing, you know, a bit as well as trying to, you know, reach some uh, resolution to this to this and issue. And in that situation, it seems almost ironic because it's. I'm just guessing like that person was almost like. You're, you're hinting that that person was almost being more adamant about it because he wanted to have this awesome point heard because it's an interview process. But ironically, I would imagine that like the person keeps pushing it is actually a detriment in that in the process, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, way, dude, I mean, I, it's 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 not so much. I I couldn't necessarily because to be honest, the 
the 30 minutes that we had to work on this thing was not enough time to actually come to any sort of right. you know actual resolution of the problem. So I can't really say that it was too detrimental. But well, it was just sort of like one of those psychological study type things. Like I guess what I was saying was like you're trying so hard to like show off or like maybe like make yourself look good, but in the effort of making yourself look good, you are actually doing the opposite. Right. It's possible that it was that. Or it may be that that's just the way that the person, you know, worked in a group environment. But that, I mean, that, that's going to make them look In which bad. case, right. yeah, in which case it probably isn't the best person to be working in a group environment. But, I mean, and, and this wasn't, like, blatant or, you know, overarching or, or anything. It's like, it's like I you know, that, that person in general, I'd say, was a pretty good candidate for, mm. the, uh, for the position. But, but there were times when, and, you know, I probably did it too, where I sort of, like, spoke up because you know if i don't speak up i'm not heard look know? i didn't get two phds to come here and <laughs> get told you have you tell me that wrong all right you only have two phds <laughs> look i didn't have two phds three years of a work experience plus i won some prize you know you only won some prize <laughs> well it's a pulitzer i just didn't want to like do a name drop but whatever i won a pulitzer in in podcasting I it's, won an Academy Award in loafing. Loafing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, not really. Um, this is very boring. New topic. So yesterday, um, somebody got stabbed on the J. Nice. On the Did J you see it? No, I didn't, but it was on the news. Mm. And apparently it was, uh, I guess, like a, a, a black gentleman. And he who was kind of wearing. Stabbed or who was the stabber? Who was the stabber? Mm. Uh, they didn't catch him though. But oh. some, like basically, some woman was sleeping on the J, and he just like stabbed her like three times. Oh. And then like ran off. So it was like an unprovoked crazy attack. Yes, yes. And he was, I guess, he was just wearing kind of like loose baggy clothing, and he smelled very badly. That's the description. Mm. Sounds but, like many people who live in my neighborhood. Yeah, and it fits the description of another guy who stabbed a little boy on like the 22 bus in the marina. He's like, like, there's this little kid going to school, uh, first day of school, like oh ever. My God. You know, he was like going to like first grade or something like that, and he just stabbed oh. this kid like I don't know seven times. Did the kid live? Yeah, yeah. So he, the kid is fine. He's like going to school now or whatever. But it like matched the description of this same guy who stabbed the kid. Smelly baggy man. Yeah, smell, and which is like basically a description of any homeless person, really. Yeah. You know, and then the skin color on top of that, I guess, right? Yeah. What do you do about that? Like, I mean, are we like how? Like, people, it's funny because uh, there's this website, SFGate, which is all about, like, you know, SF News and stuff like that, and they reported it, and then the comment section is just, like, this free-for-all of, like, you know, ignorance and, like, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just ama I like reading it just for, like, hilarity, you know, it's like, well, there you go, or it's like, time to carry a gun, you know, and it's like, okay, none of these are helpful comments, they're just, like, stupid, right, and, like, they're, like, hate-mongering or whatever, you know, but it's like, I don't know. What do we do with this? Like, how do we stop people stabbing each other on the train, like, or the bus? Like, what's going on? Like, I mean, do we need a policeman on every on every bus now? Because like, there's no way we can afford to do that. You know, like, I mean, and I guess like it was like kind of it was like, hey, like, why didn't people stop this guy from stabbing that woman, right? And like, I read the report and it sounded like he just stabbed her three times, and she was asleep, so she woke up. She's like, what the heck are you doing? You know, and then he just like ran off. And 
I guess she hadn't even realized that she'd been stabbed until like three stops later, because like she realized that she was bleeding. Or was she I, like hitting the arm or something? I guess so. Yeah. I don't, it didn't say exactly, but it sounded like she was like you know it felt like she was like hurt probably like he punched her or something like that. And it's like okay, I don't want to call the cops. It's just like whatever, it's stupid. It just happened. Right? But then she realized she was bleeding, and then so I think she realized that she was actually stabbed. So Jeez. it wasn't like this deep gash, right? Right. You know, yeah, but I mean like knife. stabbing nonetheless. It sounded like maybe it was a box cutter or something like that. Oh yeah. But it's like. What is going on? And how do we, like, if you were the mayor, I don't know what I would do. I just feel, I would like, what do I do? Like, I don't even know. You know, like, are we, like, going to start, like, citizen, like, patrols where it's, like, you're not only allowed on the bus if, like, you have paid and, like, we're, because, and, like, on top of that, in San Francisco, there's this huge issue of people just jumping on the back of the bus, like, fair, ju- fair hoppers. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on? Well, how do we solve this problem? I, I personally, I would be much much more down for uh, folks in general taking a bit more responsibility for the behavior of people around them you know or not taking responsibility for it but stepping up when they see people behaving in a you know in a bad way like I've seen you know uh, I've seen drug deals go down on the bus you know and and I sort of wish, you know, in retrospect, I had said something like, hey, don't do that here, you know? But, I mean, are like, you really like going to risk getting, getting shot or stabbed or whatever? Well, I don't think these guys had guns. You never know. You know, they, yeah, but they looked pretty scuzzy. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, that's like, the thing, right? I mean, all it takes is, like, some little knife in their pocket. It's like, Wah! Yeah. I don't know. I'm made of steel. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, you should be on all our buses. Yeah, well, I can only be on one at a time. And the city doesn't pay me, so, you know. I bet if you told them you are made of steel. <laughs> um, what do we do about the stabber guy? I think he's more of like a single, you know, an individual psycho. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do we need a policeman on every bus? That would really be nice, but I don't think it's, you know, a feasible solution. Do we need to go, like... Pardon my, you know, like, uh, use of terminology, but, like, developing world style, where it's, like, basically, you see somebody doing a crime and they get a beat down, like, there and then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works. No, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you mean with, you mean by the police or by people? By the police. Like, you want, you, no, that's bad. That's bad. Well, I, then, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's no retribution. There's no, like, punishment. You know, it's like... Well, this person might get caught. He might get caught, you know? But, like... But for him, for every one person like that, there's, like, 20 other people that who could be doing that. You know? I mean, it's just kind of craziness, right? Yeah, but there's only one person who did do it. There is only one person. But there's yeah. also two people who got stabbed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how that's are true. we going to prevent this? And I think... Well, here's the thing. Can you, you know... Should the justice system be preventative or should it be, you know, uh, uh, punitive, I guess? It should be both. It should be both. Yeah. You think you think that the police should have, like, you know, rights to to stop you or or arrest you when when they suspect you might be thinking about doing something? No. Well, I mean, I guess, like, you know, the theory is, and I'm sure it's wrong because, you know, it's like everything like this is wrong. But, like, you should have punishments that are so... Agree, like you know, painful that it's like I don't want to do that because I don't want to risk getting beat up by the cops. Yeah, you know? I don't think that that ever really works, especially when you deal with you know when you deal with psycho people, and when you deal with people who are really desperate in in like desperate straits. I think that might work for you know the kind of like uh, I don't know douchebag middle class uh, 
uh, guys who decide to sell drugs because it's cool. Well, it's I think it's it's weird because it's like it's like I don't know if it's just me and maybe it's like I'm this middle class person you're talking about, but it's like it just seems to me that like if I was afraid that if I did this thing I, and, and when I got caught, it's like okay, well I get a hundred dollar ticket, I, that's okay, you know, like if I'm not, you know, it's fine, I'll risk it. But like if it was ingrained in me that like I will get like seriously messed up. Well, if I think I, that, I mean, like, I don't know. It's like certain things. If like, you go to jail, you'll get seriously messed up. But you're not going to go to jail for any of these, like, for, you know. You, get, you go to jail for stabbing someone. Well, for stabbing, sure. But, like, for, like, tagging something, you know, for, like, putting graffiti well, right. on the but, wall I mean, you or think whatever. You want and, like, the, the penalty to be that bad for that? Because well, I think a lot of people who tag something. Now, look, I, I don't like graffiti. I don't like it when people put graffiti on stuff. But I, I don't think all those guys who do graffiti grew up to become felons. I think a lot of them grow out of it. You yeah, know, I but knew I mean, guys. I knew guys when I was a kid who did graffiti and stuff like that. And I was like, "That's you know, that's not for me. That's stupid." And now I think, now I think, like God, that you know, that's idiotic and, and annoying. But I don't think any of them grew up to become drug dealers. No, I agree. But it's like in the wake of all these things, you know, it's like there's money that needs to be spent in all the wake of this to like clean things up. You know, to like fix them, to like repaint them, to all this stuff. Like, I mean, when businesses get vandalized, they have to clean it up. You know, it's like right. coming out of these people's pockets. You know, like there needs to be some retribution for it. And if you get caught, let's say I got caught for like doing graffiti, like, all right, that's like a hundred bucks, let's just say, whatever the fine is. But what about all the other people I've like, you know, vandalized before that? Yeah. You know, it's like. Well, I think that's why they have the things like community service programs and stuff. You have to do a hundred hours of community service, and so then you go paint over the graffiti or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's that's kind of a slap on the wrist. Like, if I get caught, like, if I have a 1 in, like, 50 chance of getting caught, all right, I do, a, I do 50 hours of community service, no big deal, you know? Yeah, okay, so you're saying that the that the problem is your chances of getting caught are low. Because well, I feel like, I mean, I sort of feel like, okay, that punishment fits the crime. You do graffiti, and then you have to go paint over the graffiti. I mean, that you know? in and of itself, as isolated incident, if you knew you were going to get caught, then yes. You know, if for every piece of graffiti you did, you did 100 hours of community service, then it would make up for it, maybe. You know, but it's like, we all, I mean, it's like, I think it's pretty obvious that, like, for every crime that gets caught, there's 10 or 15 that went uncaught. You know, for every graffiti artist who got, like, caught, there's probably 100 who haven't gotten caught. Yeah. Or he committed 100 acts of, of like, uh, you know, illegal acts before the one that he got caught on. Right. So who's going to, like, pay for all that stuff? Who's going to fix all that stuff? How much hours of community service is going to make up for that? You know, And for every person that you stab, and okay, you caught this one person, but you don't know if they stabbed other people, or if they were bothering other people on the bus or harassing them or whatever. You know, It's like, I mean, I, I guess I don't know where I'm going with that, but I mean, I feel like it's, it's a human kind of sort of desire that people get punished severely for things that they do. You know, in a sense that... I it, feel like people, I, th- I would say it's more... A, a desire that people get punished justly for what they do. Uh, that their punishment fits the crime. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what do you think it should be if you... I mean, like, I, I certainly don't think we should be chopping people's hands off for, you know, spraying graffiti on... No, on I mean, I don't think that's... Either. I mean, I, I yeah. think you should be able to recover from it. You know, but, <laughs> like, if he got hit three times with a, you know, a, a you know, like a police bat, baton, then, like, you know, that's another thing, right? I think that happens to a lot of people for a lot less. Well, good. And I, I mean, like, I mean, you I, think that's good? I think that just that ferments a resentment toward law enforcement and the justice system. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's. See, here's the thing. I don't think that, especially with with the adults and and young adults, 
I don't think that uh, corporal punishment teaches a lesson. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I know that this position I'm holding is not necessarily right because I think there's plenty of studies that show that. Even they show that, like, if you spank your kid, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But it's just... I don't know. Like, you know, it feels so right to do that. You want to have something done. Yeah. But I don't know that it feels so right to do that. I I think it feels, you know, you have to, but you're right. Some sort of punishment has to be done. But I think that, you know, I mean, allowing, allowing the cops to just be, I mean, and there are times, you know, when I would love the cops to do a sweep of my neighborhood and just sort of, you know, get rid of the, the folks who, who are, Making it, it, yeah, who, who make it a pretty shitty place to live, but uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm like I don't want to have people's rights violated. The whole deal with you know a, a justice system and and individual rights is that the police can't just come and beat you for whatever. No, you're totally right, and I think the problem is it it gives too much um, faith in the police force, which isn't to say that they deserve they don't deserve it. It's just that like you know these things can be abused. Right, everybody's a human being. Right, but I mean, if there was some way in a position of power, but if there was know. some way to like you know exact some sort of revenge, like if your car gets broken into, you know what's like let's say we your car gets broken into, and you catch the person somehow, yeah. like what would you think that the 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 payment should be or whatever? Like you actually catch the person yourself or that? Well, somebody catches him. Okay, so he's caught. I don't know. I mean, you should. One for one, pay for all the damage to your car. Okay. And then, you know, maybe some jail time and community service or something like that, you know? I think. But I think, how I mean, much jail time? Because, I mean, like, okay, A, it's like only $200 to repair a window, you know? So that's fine. You know, B, like, let's say there's up. I mean, he breaks into your car and he steals, like, 10 CDs and, you know, he steals, like, your, your, your lap. Not your laptop. That's really expensive. When was the last time your car got broken into? Like, uh, five months ago. Five months. Is this what, what got stolen? Nothing. Oh. He's broken in my car. Oh. Like, there was nothing in there. Like, he stole my sunglasses, hmm. which are like $100. You know, it's like, that's okay, that's expensive pair of sunglasses. It's expensive pair of sunglasses, but really it's nothing. You know, compared to the windshield, compared to what could have gotten stolen, hmm. compared to how I felt. Hmm. Like, I was just, like, really angry. You know, and it's like, dude, like, you basically ruined my day on top of all this, right? I got to go get my stupid car clean now. I got to go. It was like it happened to be, like, on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's open today? You know, I'd like go around looking for it. I'd like spend my money, spend my time to go fix it. And this guy's ruining the neighborhood. Like everybody feels unsafe now. They feel like they violated. Like it's like, can you put a price on how much you feel now? Like now I don't want to. Now we don't want to park there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, that's just one less street I can park on. On top of that, there's glass everywhere, so nobody wants to park there because they'll get in their wheels, and it's like dangerous, mm-hmm. right? And you've just like ruined it for everybody. Like, and all you're gonna do is pay the two hundred fifty dollars for my window and the hundred dollars for my sunglasses and go to jail for three days? That's well, that's so like a then, slap on their wrist, right? So then, I mean, then what ought to happen is jail time ought to be converted into some sort of supervised community service or something. But I think that like work prisons are outlawed. I mean, I know I they know. are, but I'm saying, like, as a person who's been, like, hurt or violated or whatever, it's like you want revenge, and you want to exact revenge on that person so they feel your pain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, him having to service, do community service and go to jail for, like, two days is not enough. Mm. I feel like... I mean, jail, it's like... The one thing if he's in prison, you know, and, like, he goes away for a long time. But it's like prison or jail for, like, two days. I could do prison for two days. I mean, I don't know what it's like. But I think I could you just... You do jail for two days? I think I do jail. Jail. I mean, I guess he's probably not going to prison for two days, right? Uh-huh. Like, jail, I think, is different, right? It's like a holding sort of situation, right? right? You right. just sit there, you're, like, bored, 
you know, and you're like in it, you're in a like a cell for like two days, you know, all right, this sucks, and it's like I'll be out in two days, no big deal. And I'll go break into five more cars before I get caught. <laughs> I mean, he broke into mine and my fiance's car in the same like the, like we were parked across the street from each other, and both our cars got broken into. Did a bunch of other cars also? No, just ours. But I mean, like it might have been that like my alarm went off and he ran away. Uh-huh. But nobody stopped him. Two cars. He just ruined two people's day. Yeah. And he just generated like $400 worth of like, you know, revenue for the, the windshield manufacturers of America or whatever. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I didn't get any of that. There's no benefit to me. I'm like, first of all, now I feel scared. A, like, I mean, you know, the next one is that like the streets like covered with glass. Anybody who walks by is like, oh, I live in a crappy neighborhood. Great. You know, and then the next one is like, it takes the time out of my day. Like I was going to go somewhere and do something and he like mm-hmm. ruined my car mm-hmm. and like my day. Well, that's what, you know, you can, you could sue the guy, basically. What am I going to sue him for? You could, you could sue him for damages that, like. like, for the the $400? Like, I don't care about the $400. No, but I mean, if, if, you know, if your day had some value to you. But you, I mean, you can't, that's not going to hold up in a court of law, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, crazier things. And now I'm, I don't advocate, you know, rampant lawsuits. I, I kind of feel like they're. A negative aspect of our society but uh but at the same time like i don't think you know it would really i mean maybe maybe they should allow some sort of like confrontation between the victims and the and like would you like to have your your opportunity in you know in a legal setting to to talk to the person who broke into your car only if i had a baseball bat <laughs> you wouldn't want to just say no like i don't i mean this like i mean as far as i'm concerned this person is like just lost his mind like he just he does not know what it means for other people to possess things and he doesn't like it's a complete lack of respect for anybody else to break into their car i mean he's never had his car broken into apparently or he doesn't know what it feels like it's not well maybe yes well then and he said fuck it i'm gonna go break well then what do you do like how is he gonna learn his lesson he's obviously not gonna learn his lesson i don't know like do you think that i mean i don't think that that i think you make a leap right there I think you're saying he's obviously not going to learn his lesson, and I think I think no, there's possibility that he does, would learn a lesson, but you have to teach him. No, no, but if you're arguing that he has had his car broken into, he's obviously not going to learn his lesson because he himself has been a victim. No, 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 because there's a difference between having something happen to you and turning around and doing it to somebody else, and having something happen to you and learning and saying I'm not going to do that because it's a net negative. Okay, so this guy's failed to do that. Yeah, he's failed to do that, but I think that happens all the time. So Look then, at people how, who beat their kids. I so mean, then, what like, is what is he going to do? Like, I mean, how is this person ever going to learn his lesson? I, I, you have to basically you have to. I think it takes take a, a lot more time and and effort than uh, than probably we're willing to turn over in tax dollars. It's just, I mean, I just you don't. Know? I think like, yeah, I mean, he's just. I mean, do you really want to rehabilitate? Like, if you really want to rehabilitate lots of people. It's going to take a hell of a lot more effort than than what we do currently, which is throw him into prisons and, you know. I mean, I just don't think he could be rehabilitated. You know, it's like he didn't really think much of it. He doesn't think he's wrong. And, like, there's no way you're going to teach morality to, like, a 17-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, the only way is he's going to grow up, work, and then maybe he'll actually have to own a car and it'll get broken into it. And maybe he'll be like, oh, I was so stupid 10 years ago. But that's not going to fix me or my problem or my car. You know, and it's like it's not going to make the neighborhood safer for everybody else. No. I, I but I mean, like, 
And again, I'm like, I, I think I know that, like, they've done all sorts of studies and stuff, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And, like, you know, just from a general, like, the way society works sort of point of view, it's like, it doesn't make sense to go around beating people. But it's like, I do feel like I want to beat somebody. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but see, if you beat the wrong guy. No, but let's say I know it's the right guy. I mean, I understand that, like, the death penalty, like, there's a whole issue with the fact that blacks get, you know, the issue of the death penalty much more than white people, and that there's a lot of people who are not necessarily guilty, and they've been overturned and stuff like that. But let's say we know for a fact, I mean, I, I caught this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught him, and I know that he broke into at least 10 cars. Like, what, what do we do with this guy? Like, jail time for, like, what, like a week? Take you know, make him pay back the like the five thousand dollars of damage which he probably can't afford in the first place. Place, I don't know. It's just I'm just you know, there's this level of anger that I feel, and it's just nothing's gonna make it feel better, unless I feel like he suffers. Wow. I don't know. You know, and it's like I you know, it's like I wouldn't act on any of this, but it's weird that I have this emotional sort of like. Oh no, I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I think that that's natural. Uh, and you know, hence violence. But but uh, but I mean, it, it, there's punishment, right? And then there's like uh, there's prevention. And I and I mean, it's I, I don't know why why is it that we feel this connection with like if we in in you know inflict pain that they will learn their lesson. Like why is that more powerful and more worth more than just the money or the jail time? Well, I think like with you know with small children that sort of thing you know it it does teach the lesson fast you know like the whatever the kid gets spanked or something and and it's they learn that that is bad maybe not necessarily though i think that you know there's uh well there's also to like you know schools have thought about not spanking anymore right and and i think generally you end up with a more well balanced balanced person when you when you reason with them you yeah, know? yeah. And you appeal to that sense. And that's something that hopefully, if a person is not a psychopath, they'll have a sense of a reason. Okay. You know? But I mean, it's not like these people don't know what they're doing is wrong. There's no way that you could break into a car and take somebody else's possessions and not know that's wrong. Right. But I think that there's, uh, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I mean, and this, this applies to everything. There's a lot of excusing yourself based on circumstances. I think that that applies across the board at all levels of society, not just guys who are breaking into you know people's cars. I think you you know you can say, oh, I'm you know I the job I do at my whatever major corporation, you know, yeah, my major corporation or whatever is is does some bad stuff around the world, but my job. You know what I do is I you know I just make sure that their computers work okay. Right, right. Or or whatever. And and you say it's not my fault. And I think that and uh, what I do isn't bad. And uh, and I think that there's you take any person, including myself and including you, and anybody who listens to this, if anybody listens to this, there will be an incredible amount if you really look at what you know. Uh, where you justify your own actions, you excuse yourself of so much, and uh, you know, and so that I think that you can extend that feeling to the guy who breaks into the car. And he's like, "I'm not killing anybody. This guy's a rich guy. I'm poor. You know, I I can I, like who's he doesn't need this this pair of sunglasses. What is it a big deal out of him? One day, 
you know he gets he gets screwed one day if i don't get this that guy if i don't pay that guy back he's gonna kill me no i mean i can you know? I, I, I can uh, think of a thousand different scenarios where you're right like this guy you know he's got bigger problems than i do i think like if you're breaking into people's cars for sure you've got bigger problems or maybe you're just an ass you know in which case yeah they do need to slap in the face well, then, but, but what about this i mean so how do you make the distinction I don't know. Yeah, I think I think honestly, to make that distinction, I think it is a possible distinction, uh, and and people can be taught, can learn, uh, but I think that the amount of investment you would need to do in basically a rehabilitation sort of system, it would be like, I mean, especially with adults, you would need ten people per. So, in per other words, is it possible? You know? I'm not saying it's impossible. It is possible. It is not feasible given what people are willing to pay for, you know, rehabilitation. I mean, given what, given the amount of money that, that exists, like for every person who commits a crime, a petty crime in this city or in this country, for that matter, the amount of like money and capital that would be required to actually convince them that they're not doing the right thing, and for them to like, live I mean, like decent lives after that, it's like know, just almost like an untold amount of money. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it all comes down to just sort of a, an understanding of an ethic that putting yourself, but your own needs before other people's needs isn't right. I know, but I mean, you know? What I'm saying, and, and is that, is that a radically hard thing to, to convey or does it, can it come easy? And it'll probably vary with person. But know? I mean, I think it's fair to say that with criminals, it wouldn't come easy. How do you know? Because they're doing it. Like, I mean, I think you, like, have gone way over the line where you're, like, you know, there's, like, okay, I need to, like, think about other people. And then there's, like, I'm committing a crime against other people. You know, it's, like, if you're somewhere on the line, like, maybe you'll, like, litter. You know, or, like, maybe you'll do some, like, small, petty, petty thing. But, like, to break into somebody's car, I think you've really, like, you're kind of way on the other side of the line at that point. Yeah, but I would say, I would say that, you know, people would argue that that line moves for different people. And I'm not saying that there's anything right, you know, about that or, or whatever, but I think that people view themselves with in a in a generally forgiving light and and they that line moves relative to them. Yeah, you know, and, and what like, I'm saying is you're not gonna be able to move that line back to a place that's good relative to most people with without spending an exorbitant, if not impossibly like high amount of money. That's what I said. But so in but in effect, in practicality, there's no way we can do that. Yes, but there's not, not enough it's, money. It's yeah, I said it's not feasible, but it's not impossible. All right, fine. It's not feasible. Yeah, and it's not practical. Right. And it's like so. In other words, it's like kind of out of the picture of like what we can consider as a possible solution. Yeah. So then, what's the solution? I've beat I the crap I, out of them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, because then you. I end mean, up... the solution is what? Like, we can't do what we should do because we can't afford to. Because like they're so far gone. How do we exact revenge, or do we even need it? I mean, is revenge I even no, appropriate? I think, I think revenge is an inappropriate uh, uh, concept. Well, then, for, what is punishment? For if you want to have a, uh, a live in a just society, then revenge is not. Then, then what, is, what is punishment? I don't know. You can throw them in jail. <laughs> you can. You, but I that's mean, revenge, right? No, I mean that's punishment because revenge implies that you get some, you know. Uh, I don't know. You you enjoy some some satisfaction. Well, I will be satisfied if he goes to jail. Oh, okay. But then, that's revenge, then, right? I mean, I think anybody would. No, no. I think I think there's a difference between justice and revenge. I think revenge is. I mean, this and this is just semantics now. But it it for me, revenge implies this sort of like personal. 
Well, okay, uh, like, I mean, to revenge, a justice in this situation would be that he repairs my window. Right. And replaces the things that are gone. Yes. Right, but that's not what it would be. It would be him doing that plus jail. Right? It would be a little bit of justice plus revenge. Well, but th- I, but you think, no, you think that those, that jail stuff, basically, or the community service on top of it, what whatever it would be, would uh, make up for those intangible things that you lost, such as your time, your, I mean, and it can never make up because you can never change a fact. Right. But it's a way of compensating or attempting to by, I, okay, instead I'll do this community service. I will make license plates or I will, you know, whitewash graffitied walls or I will clean the streets or whatever. And, and okay, it, it doesn't directly make up for it, but it, it helps compensate in some degree for, uh, for the intangible bads. I did this tangible bad of breaking your window and stealing your sunglasses. But there is also that intangible bad of, you know, you got pissed off, your time was wasted, you know, the city street was dirtied, which I guess falls more on the tangible side. But, uh, but you know, he can you can physically repair the tangible bads. And you can't physically repair the intangible bads. That's why you have community service. But you're just negotiating, right? Like, you're just negotiating, like, ways of replacing intangible bads. Whether it's community service. Right, and it's never, irre- it's never replaceable, actually. Right. right, so it's like either jail time or it's community service or it's like a public beating. And you're go- you're voting for the public meeting. Well, I'm just saying it's a negotiation, right? I mean, it's like it's it's basically you know your judgment as to which is the appropriate response. Uh, yes, I, I would say I would say it's it's judgment based on a clear idea of what justice is. Mm. Anyway, I just think I'm. We'll have to leave it there. I think because I don't I don't know if we're gonna get much. It's like punishment versus revenge versus justice. And versus deterrent, right? And I think you have to kind of mix all four of those ingredients together to try and come up with the best response. But I still don't know how we're going to stop people stabbing each other. On the J line? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I def- if I saw somebody stab someone on the J, I would, I would definitely, you know, physically uh, yeah, yeah. intercede. For sure. But, I mean, like, the damage is done, right? Like, how is it that we, how is it that a person can be allowed to just get on the J and, like, or on the bus and just stab somebody? Well, it's not like anybody really gave them permission to. They yeah, just I did it. I agree, but it's just like these things happen so much. You know, it's like when you. I mean, you. you I don't know. know. I haven't heard about that. Apparently, there's a there's a spate of stabbings in the center line. There's been like two stabbings in the past like day or something oh, like shit. that. I have to walk home through that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, there's just. I'll tell you if I get stabbed. Uh, I'll find out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I just... Did they have a description so I can know what to look for when I walk home? No, but they, I guess they, like, went after two people who lived in some shelter. I mean, I think they, they said it was coincidence, but they didn't say anything other than that. Huh. What are we going to do? Shitty. Anyway, all, all right. right. Move to the country. Build yourself a fort. Eat a lot of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Irregular Search for Truth. Write to us, irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. Let us know your opinion. Bye.